Episode 88, Birthdays are Pagan. Birthdays began as a custom of the Egyptians. Egyptians would celebrate a person or someone as a god. When a man was crowned a pharaoh, he became a god. And that was a day to celebrate. Greeks adopted their culture from the Egyptians and at the Tower of Babel, where they offered sacrifices to different gods, as we learned in prior episodes. The Greeks would make these moon-shaped cakes with candles on top to offer to the Artemis god. The shining lit candles were for prayers being sent to the god of Artemis. That's why birthday cakes were originally in the shape of a circle because it's the shape of the moon. It's a moon cake. Pump It Up is a fun place for children and families to come to celebrate their birthdays with food, games, rides for the children. Just a very fun place. PumpItUpParty.com states this on their website. 1. Birthdays didn't begin until calendars were created. Early civilizations had no way to keep track of time other than by using the moon, the sun, or some other important event. This made it difficult for them to pay attention to the anniversary of a person's birth. As time went on, everyone realized that they all experienced the effects of aging. They just didn't have a means to mark a special milestone for it. It wasn't until ancient people began taking note of the moon's cycles that they began paying attention to the change in seasons as well. They also noticed this pattern repeated itself over and over again. They began making these changes in time. This is what bore the first calendars, which marked time changes and other special days. From this type of tracking system came the ability to celebrate birthdays and other significant events and anniversaries every single year. Two, it all started with the Egyptians. Scholars who studied the Bible say the earliest mention of a birthday was around 3000 BC and was in reference of a pharaoh's birthday. But further study implies that this was not their birth into the world, but their birth as a god. When Egyptian pharaohs were crowned in ancient Egypt, they were considered to have transformed into gods. This was a moment in their lives that became more important than even their physical birth. Pagans, such as the ancient Greeks, believed that each person had a spirit that was present on the day of his or her birth. This spirit kept watch and had a mystic relation with the God on whose birthday that particular individual was born. 3. You can thank the Greeks for all those birthday candles. Gods and goddesses were a huge part of Greek culture. Greeks offered many tributes and sacrifices to appease these gods. The lunar goddess, Artemis, was no different. As a tribute to her, the Greeks would offer up the moon-shaped cakes adorned with lit candles to recreate the glowing radiance of the moon and Artemis' perceived beauty. The candles also symbolize the sending of a signal or prayer. Blowing out the candles with a wish is another way of sending that message to the gods. We talked in some detail about the different Roman and Greek gods in episode 29. 
as we discussed, Constantine and his Christianity. Artemis was the goddess of chastity, hunting, and the moon, often depicted with her trusty bow and arrow and a short tunic to aid in running through the woods. Her maddenly virtue, for she swore never to marry, was presented in counterpoint to the passionate and fiery Aphrodite. What? Artemis is Athena's half-sister, the daughter of Zeus and Leto, herself a daughter of Titans. Artemis is an unusual deity in that she shares the Olympian dais with her twin brother, Apollo, god of the sun, music, and poetry. Four, birthdays first started as a form of protection. It is assumed that the Greeks adopted the Egyptian tradition of celebrating the birth of a god. They, like many other pagan cultures, thought that days of major change, such as these birthdays, welcomed evil spirits. They lit candles in response to these spirits, almost as if they represented a light in the darkness. This implies that birthday celebrations started as a form of protection. In addition to candles, friends and family would gather around the birthday person and protect them from harm with good cheers, thoughts, and wishes. They would give gifts to bring even more good cheer. That would ward off the evil spirits. Noisemakers were also used to scare away the unwanted evil. Five, the ancient Romans were the first to celebrate the birth of the common man. This seems to be the first time in history where a civilization celebrated the birth of a non-religious figure. Regular Roman citizens would celebrate the birthdays of their friends and family members. The government, however, created public holidays in honor of more famous citizens. Any Roman turning 50 years old would receive a special cake baked with wheat flour, olive oil, grated cheese, and honey. But an important thing to note is that only men would experience the birthday celebrations. Female birthdays were not celebrated until about the 12th century. Wow. Six, birthdays were first considered to be a pagan ritual in Christian culture. In Christianity, it is believed that all people are born with original sin. That in combination with early birthdays being tied to pagan gods led Christians to consider birthdays to be a celebrations of evil. This lasted for a few hundred years of the existence of the Christian church. It wasn't until the fourth century that Christians abandoned that way of thinking and began celebrating the birth of Jesus, also known as Christmas. Celebrating the birth of Jesus was partly enacted to recruit those already celebrating Saturnalia, the Roman holiday. And we've discussed this in detail in our Christmas podcast. Seven, German bakers invented the birthday cake as we know it today. At this point, birthdays have been celebrated around the world, even in China, where a child's first birthday was more special than most. Kinderfest, which started in the late 18th century, was the name for a German birthday party that is the closest to today's style of parties. The party was held for German kids, or Kinder, and featured a birthday cake adorned with candles. 
Kids were given one candle atop the cake for each year they had been alive, plus one for the hope of living for at least one more year. Blowing out these candles while making a wish was a big part of these celebrations. Eight, the Industrial Revolution made a way for everyone to enjoy sugary cakes. Sugary cakes were a birthday commodity only wealthy people had access to for quite some time. This was because the ingredients in these sugary treats were considered to be a luxury. Then the time in our history known as the Industrial Revolution allowed birthday celebrations in all cultures to proliferate. The required ingredients became more widely available. This in combination with advances to mass production allowed bakeries the option of offering customers pre-made cakes at lower prices. In the Atlantic, titled The Strange Origins of American Birthday Celebrations by Joe Pinsker states, not until the 19th century, perhaps around 1860 or 1880, did middle-class Americans commonly do so. And not until the early 20th century were birthday celebrations a tradition nationwide. In fact, the song Happy Birthday is not for beyond its own 100th birthday. As we know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and our ancestors did not celebrate birthdays. They did not celebrate nor worship individual men, women, boys, girls on the day of their birth every single year. We were required to remember and honor the pure convocations in Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. But this land of our captivity has us celebrating a pagan holiday literally every single month. Ain't nobody got time for that. Remember, birthdays only came about after calendars were made. And it makes me wonder, with us transitioning to calendars and to follow the different calendars made by man, did this intercept our dependence on us following our God? From Abraham to Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Mary, and Joseph, they all followed the voice of the Most High. This is just a thought. So now that we know that birthdays are pagan, the roots are all pagan, where they worshiped man or worshiped self or worship a god, a foreign god. What's our next step? How do we stop celebrating all these birthdays for our children, our parents, siblings, etc.? First, research the history of birthdays. Understand for yourself the true meaning of birthdays. Two, make a plan to tell your children and family the truth of where birthdays come from and that our people, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Jeremiah, Moses, did not celebrate birthdays. And how do we look celebrating birthdays? And we are clueless about our pure convocations. Yes, many do not know when or how to celebrate our convocations, but we can all learn and at least try KingdomPreppers.org is a great resource that I mention often. They even have a really nice calendar to follow. Is it perfect? No, but it's a great start. We now know the truth and we have to do our part in separating from everything that's a part of this world ruled by Japhet and Esau. And when I say everything, I mean things that we have some control over and birthdays are one of them, but it's your choice. 
your personal choice. Personally, I do not celebrate my birthday and I make sure my social media accounts are deactivated so that no one can send me any birthday wishes. Now, getting my family on board is another story, but I continue to pray for them and that's my personal commitment is to pray. Jeremiah 10, 1 through 11. Hear ye the word which the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob speaketh unto you, O house of Yisraela. Thus says the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers, that it move not. They're upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, neither also is it in them to do good. For as much as there is none like unto thee, O God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. Who would not fear thee, O King of nations? For to thee doeth appertain for as much as among all the wise men of the nations, and in all their kingdoms, there is none like unto thee, but they are altogether brutus and foolish. The stock is a doctrine of vanities. Silver spread into plates is brought from Tarshish and gold from Upas. The work of the workman and the hands of the founder, blue and purple is their clothing. They are all the work of cunning men. But the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the true God. He is the living God and an everlasting king. At his wrath, the earth shall tremble and the nations shall not be able to abide his indignation. Thus shall ye say unto them, the gods that have not made the heavens and the earth, even they shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthwars.com or come it here. We don't claim to know everything. We just seek the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that knows everything. Let truth roar. Let truth reign. Let truth speak. And let truth set you and your entire family free. Truth roars. Truth reigns. Truth speaks. Sets me free. Please see my podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com.